True Crime Girls contains content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. not cover this before today the girls get into some unsolved cases welcome to- <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the first real episode uh, but seriously welcome <laughs> yeah what okay um uh, i never know how to start this i'll start it okay. so here's the thing we spent the last four hours of Janine uh, trying three and a half. To, three hours and 49 minutes of Janine trying to set up our microphones. And Kyle tried telling her a million times what to do. She didn't listen. <laughs> Kyle told me okay. to tell her what to do. Shh, I'm talking. You Kyle are the messenger. Kyle told her to tell me what to tell her to do. And she still didn't fucking listen. <laughs> she said, it is. I clicked it. So me not knowing shit about fucking Max, thinking, okay, she did it. She said she did it. I'm, I have no reason not to believe her. And guess what? She didn't fucking do it. I had no so reason not are. to believe me. Here we are, three hours and 50 minutes later, barely starting our episode when I fucked up last week. You fucked up this week. <laughs> it's Kyle's turn Kyle, to fuck up no, next week. No, 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 no. So that no, it's no, fair no. and waited. But the okay, so the positive out of this is that now, now you know how to do it. <laughs> it only you took learned four a lesson. fucking seasons. You learned a lesson. Now you I know. even had to phone a friend. I had to phone a Frank. Like, yo, <laughs> I need some fucking help. Frank. And Frank still oh didn't get it. God. So what good use was phoning Frank? Bless his. He sweet, just lost you a million dollars. Bless his sweet little heart. He tried so hard, and I'm just dumb. Like, that's the thing. No. I'm just so stupid. You say no, but your face is saying yes. <laughs> no, you're not stupid. We're both tired. Ta- we're all tired. That's what's uh, going on right now. Yeah. And I'm sticking to true. that. And I I probably will mess up at some point. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to have you guys not pass the torch to me because I'm, okay. I'm I'm not ready for that responsibility. It's a lot. It's a lot to carry the fuck upness. You know what I'm <laughs> the fuck up. So welcome to the first <laughs> real episode of season four. Yeah, this is right, right? Yes. Yeah. This is um, unsolved, right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unsolved. Unsolved. Which I've been wanting to do this for a while. Unsolved stories. What? <clears throat> I said I've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. We've like accidentally done unsolved stories, like mm-hmm. just like in other topics and stuff. But this is like a dedicated. Yep. Official. It's All right. official. No, I want to sing like a Mona Lisa song from Parks and Rec. 
I can't <laughs> think of the song that she's singing. Oh, suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> what is I'm happening right now? It's fine. I don't know it's what fine. that is. I don't want to. I've watched Parks and Rec. I haven't watched every episode. No, but you only watch like the one Spencer told you to watch, right? Yes. Yeah. No, you have to watch all. Man, they're so good. I think it's better than The Office. Someone's going to come. I don't me. like The Office. So it's definitely better than The Office. Yeah. They're everybody, on, they're on par. come at me. Come cancel me on the internet. I don't <laughs> like The Office. But Parks just, I watched Parks first. So it has like an extra special place in my heart. Parks is and April and very Andy funny. Are just the best. And it's even funnier living in a small town. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like we I'm just sure had our harvest fest. That's we just had our harvest fest. harvest festival. Yeah. No, we <laughs> legitimately did. <laughs> Do you guys no. have a little Sebastian? No, but I have said so um my work wasn't involved in it this year, but I swear if we ever are you have to get it's one. happening. It's happening. It has to happen. It's or not like really our brand Sebastian at adjacent. all, but I don't care. No, you have to get something. Like, even if it's like a llama, like just something. Yeah. yeah. Like we actually had, like, the stars we got were pretty big. Well, not like, like huge, was it John? Was John they were the, there? Um, not that I heard. Not yeah. that I heard. I heard he's moving. So, to? I don't know. Out of here. Oh my god! But we had that, that get up, moving. the get up song. You know the get up song, that no. country song. I'm not gonna. God damn it! Yeah, and it Cassidy Pope. Do you know who Cassidy Pope is? Nope. She won like The Voice. Uh, <sighs> you've heard this. You had with having a son. I've heard it. Having a teenage son, you've had to have heard this. Right now, I just need you to get real loose. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen the video of that dude. Yeah. I'm probably love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. No. What? Wow. Is this like a like a dance? You, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And he's uh, he's pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. But yeah, so this he guy. came to Ocala. I've never seen this in my entire life. What oh my in God. the world? No. I like watching this guy because I think he's so funny. I want to know what's in that cup. He's drinking as he's doing it. Ooh, oh, he's yeah. It. Yes. He's like, he's like the new Hootie and the Blowfish for country. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's more black guys in country to compare it to than Hootie and Blowfish. I have never. I, but, but it sounds cooler. <laughs> I mean, it was more relatable. Hootie. I, Hootie. Hootie. It's Hootie. Hello. Every time I name think of is Hootie that. and the Blowfish, I think of um, Spice Girls when there's like that scene with the judge and he's called, he's like, call Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally it. What's his name for real though? I wonder. I'm sure he has to have a name. It's oh, like, Darius Rucker. How do you know that so fast? Because, because I listen to country. <laughs> He's a country singer? Yes, yes. That's what she said. That's why I said. It's the, oh, he's the new Hootie thought... and the Blowfish. Yeah, Hootie went on onto the countryside. And now he... Have you ever heard that? Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama. No. Oh, he sings that song. Wow. I have no idea what's happening right now. Yeah, welcome. Come on in. Come on in to country. 
I'm happening. good. I'm so good. Thank you so much, though. <laughs> but anyways, so he performed in Ocala. Did you dance to that song? I didn't go to Harvest Fest. But Harvest Fest I'm an, is it, like the pinnacle. I know, but of I'm an everything. introvert and I like to stay home all the time. True. Like we had a big Christmas tree lighting thing yesterday. Did I go? No. Pawnee no, had I the didn't. same thing. Yeah, it's called Light Up Ocala. It's adorable. <laughs> but it's not even December. It's not even Thanks fucking giving yet. No, our whole town square is like full of lights. Lord. Yes. Yeah, we don't yes, have I that. said town square. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely the Pawnee of fucking Florida. <laughs> well, anyways. Well, that was so, a yeah. big ass fucking tangent. Yep, it'll cu- it'll get cut down. It won't seem that big. <clears throat> Perfect. So Eileen this- has volunteered to go first. All right, and I'm probably sure you know why. <laughs> so she doesn't I have mean, to do anything the- else the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> I can just sit back and drink my beer. My beer. My beer is fucking hot. Two and a half, three and a half fucking hours. I have water and my ice is melted. (laughs) Uh, We're all struggling here, guys. Stay hydrated. Okay, so I'm pretty sure they know by now that it's unsolved. Yay. Yeah, just an (laughs) FYI, all of these are unsolved. Yep. You didn't get that from the. So don't ask, like, what happened. Whole title. Because it's kind of rude. I mean, (laughs) yeah. But I feel like there's so many fucking unsolved murders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which yes. is okay. So when we were deciding topics, like an unsolved came up, I was so excited because there's, like I said, there's so many. But then, like, I got nervous because then you have to pick so one. many because you can pick one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, they literally, and I was looking, it's funny because I looked it up. Because you remember that show, Unsolved Mysteries? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Did you know that show was on for 23 years? Yes. Yeah. Did you know that that show terrified me for 23 yeah. years? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one and um, Believe It or Not. No, not Believe It or Not. Um, right, please Believe It or not. not. No, there was one. It's like um, Truth or Fiction or something like that. Fact or Fiction. Fact or Fiction. Yeah. Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Yeah. That's what it was. That one scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm scared of. I'm like scared, terrified, and like obsessed with aliens. Yeah. So, um, like... I didn't know which was my favorite and there's I was like going through it all Black Dahlia D.B. Cooper but like obviously in last episode I said I would never cover Black Dahlia (laughs) that would have been actually really funny if you're like I'm never covering that and then the next episode you're like so I'm doing Black Dahlia (laughs) no I didn't do D.B. Cooper I don't think you know D.B. Cooper is the airplane one about it no 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 no. Cooper House is the one I did no we we did talk about um was it double lives or something? Anyway, go on. I don't, I'm wrong. I don't ever I'm remember mentioning Dewey Cooper. Maybe but it's D- my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do you know who D.B. Cooper is? Yes. Wasn't he like the one that was on the plane and then like yeah. hijacked, but then like didn't, but then like he jumped out and then like he disappeared. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's the one that may be related to the kids of the boys on the tracks. Right? Huh? I don't know. With the Clintons? <laughs> am I, am I lost like... Me. Okay, never mind. I'm like um, way That's lost. another thing, which, by the way, that's another, like, 
um, I should have mentioned back in the last episode uh-huh. that one thing I will never cover is the Clintons because Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, we had to darn just, it. Just saying. We so, had to. My God, um, I feel like that's the new Rick roll. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, Mm, I chose two stories that I liked. Um, one because just because it was something that I came up on and it's super short because it's literally just one paragraph. And the other one because it reminded me of one of my old one of the uh, uh, one of story that I already did. So okay. um the first what? I said okay. Oh. Then I said which one? I'm like, wait, just fucking wait. <laughs> I can't hear you, okay? You can only hear I'm yourself. Sitting right You're literally me. in the same exact room. I don't fucking heard me. She's across the country. <laughs> so, anyways, the first is called um, the Lane Bryant Murders. Ooh. Yeah. Don't go shopping at Lane Bryant. Mm. Um, so, just outside of Chicago, it's a small suburb called Tinley Park. On the morning of February 2nd, 2008, six women inside <gasps> the Lane Bryant store were surprised by a man. <laughs> What? It's my birthday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you guys. I was going to stop. I was 19. She just, she just went oh for God. it. <laughs> okay, you continue. You Ni- died on your 19th birthday? Yeah, I, Kyle's uh, 19th birthday. I didn't, but here we are. Well, not 6'5". Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, six women inside the Lane Bryant store were surprised by a man when he entered the store with a gun. Intending to rob them, he ordered them to the back of the store where he shot them. The store manager and four customers were killed. One surviving employee was shot and taken to the local hospital where she made a full recovery. The police revealed the identities of the deceased, but until this day kept the surviving victim's identity a secret. A $100,000 reward was offered for information leading to the gunman's arrest, but no one has come forward. And that's literally the story. That's okay. crazy. Literally the entirety of the story. It's They're, weird. The ones that like are in, I don't know. Like I feel like the unsolved ones that are closer. I guess there are crazy unsolved ones all the time. But the, like the ones that are in like the 90s, 80s, 70s, like the further back you mm-hmm. get, I'm like, well. But when it starts to Never get into like happen. the 2000s, I'm like, what happened? But yeah, it happened and all like, the time. There was a, a description of him saying he was like a tall black man with like half his hair cornrow there was yeah. they were specific about him because they're like he had green beads on one of his braids or well and if it was a lane bryant then it was in a mall that probably had security cameras yeah and I'm, they I'm literally like, could oh not find gosh. anybody that like matched that description Can nobody came forward even even with the hundred thousand dollar reward reward like nobody came forward or anything you know why wow because snitches get stitches <laughs> <laughs> yeah I seen a, um, an episode of Chicago PD like that. Are we good? <laughs> I'm sorry for every- we keep burping. I know it's the beer. Uh, uh, um, so the next <laughs> one has always been interesting to me <laughs> because oh it God. seems like something straight out of a movie, which they actually <clears throat> did a movie like based on it, but it's one of those like loosely based on true events, and it just they just turned mm-hmm. it into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of my, um. Um, fuck, it's the one with the the rugby team, or not the rugby, the soccer team. Was it rugby, soccer? It was um, rugby, the cannibals? Yeah, was it cannibals? 
that I talked about it on. Right. That's when the team was. That's the only team one that I remember. The airplane. Yeah. yeah. The airplane. Yeah. With, okay. That one. Um, I'm like looking back into my notes. but all It I was either is- Cannibals or it was um, Final Destination. No, it wasn't. Final no, it was Cannibals no. because that's. Um, remember when we went to the museum and then she was like, yeah. oh my God, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Columbia. Oh, it was Cannibals. <laughs> it was okay. like first season. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. The story of the Andy survivors. Okay. It was the Walker routine. So it reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's called, um, and excuse my pronunciation because it's Russian and I don't know it. You don't know Russian? I don't. But it's oh called the Dyatlov Pass Incident. I love how you looked at me like I was going to like confirm whether your Russian was right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were like Dyatlov, and then you like looked at me. I'm like, oh. I did. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, so um, in February 1959, 10 people. Part of an experienced trekking group from Ural Polytechnical Institute went to went ski hiking in the Kotlat Siakal Mountains. That's a hard pass. It is. <laughs> Literally. Um, the group consisted of eight men and two women, led by 23-year-old Igor Dyatlov. Igor. Um, all 10 of them were grade two hikers, which is like pretty up there and when they would complete this whole trip they'd graduate to grade three which it doesn't seem like a lot but you have to have at least 300 kilometers of like treacherous hiking to get to grade three no so it's like a real big deal so they were all like super experienced um before embarking Dyatlov told their sports club he would notify them by telegram once they had completed their hike and returned safely the trip was expected to take between 12 and 18 days. But after 20 days of no word from them, search and rescue team... Sh- <laughs> oh, you know. Search and rescue teams were deployed to find them. Um, but what they found was a grisly scene and let left them with many unanswered questions. 24 days after the hike began, search and rescue found the last campsite of the, of the hikers, um, abandoned and trashed. It appeared their tent was torn from the inside out. It was half torn down and covered in snow. Um, nine sets of footprints led away from the tent, but all the belongings were left behind. Clothes, gear, everything was just left there. Maybe there and, was a spider in the tent. And perhaps. Maybe. And um, in, with their footprints that they had found, they could tell that they weren't wearing like their regular hiking boots. Oh, Some of them were barefoot. Some of them had one shoe on only. Some of them... You know, you could just tell mm. from the size. Bitch, you said this that's, was going to be whatever. It is that's, whatever. No, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> that's that's suspicious. Yeah, super suspicious. Um, let me find my spot. Super sus. I know. After following the tracks, the first two bodies were discovered at like the tree line um, of where it was like meters from where they where the campsite was. Um, right at that campsite they found two bodies where like maybe a a fire was they tried starting a fire Mm -hmm. and then they seen evidence as like one of the camp the hikers went up into the tree to try to like look around they had climbed the tree there were broken branches so there was evidence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the corpses were dressed in nothing but their underwear nothing else just chonies (laughs) 
A short distance away, three more bodies were found in positions that led searchers to believe they were trying to get back to the camp. Okay, so I'm imagining oh, God, they dude. run away. Something happens. Who knows? They rip their way out of the tent. Mm-hmm. They run away. They start a little the fire threat is there. Gone. Huh? And then the threat is gone. And they try to come back. Yeah. So they, they go there. Little campfire. One of them goes up into the tree looking around. Okay. So then somehow two of them die right then and there. And then the other three were not far away from those two. We're trying to make their way back, but somehow died right there. Okay. Oh. Um, the last four bodies weren't found until May 4th, two months later. They were found under 13 feet of snow under a ravine, almost 300 feet away from the rest. What? Um, evidence showed the ones who died first had their clothes removed and worn by the survivors. So those last four were the most well-dressed but okay. there's a few in those last four who had more clothes than the others which led them to believe that they were the you know if there's four of us and two of us die off and two yeah. of us are still alive we'll take we're gonna stuff. take their clothes to keep ourselves what and the fuck? one of the ladies had like a broken shin so it was like wrapped up with a sweater uh, a jacket from one of the others please tell me this what is a salt what the hell case. happened this night like <laughs> i need oh to know God. i need to know um, so little is known about what exactly took place. Yeah. Journals were found that gave clues to like the journey that they were on, but not so much as to what happened. So they were, they stopped here where they stopped there. They ended here for whatever reason, all that that went along. But mm-hmm. after the last entry, who knows what happened? Right. Oh my God. Hold they on, all hold died. On. So they couldn't like exactly write in their journals anymore. I mean, they could from the grave, but who knows? That's Can you turn on the light, please? The same. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> you can see me now? Yeah. That's great. Um, now, if some of you are paying attention, some of you are not. <coughs> Those who are paying attention will know that the body count is on a- only up to nine. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The body counts up to nine, but there were ten people who left. Right? So tell me, Igor killed them all? No. Twenty-one-year-old <laughs> Yuri Yudin, um, just one day into their expedition, decided to abandon the trip mm-hmm. as he had a congenital heart defect and was suffering <gasps> from joint pain due to having rheumatoid arthritis. So. He was having knee pain, joint pain. His arthritis was acting up. So he's like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm going to turn. I'm going to head back. You guys go on ahead. I'm about to head out. So it makes him a candidate for our soul survivor episode. Right. (laughs) So literally nobody knows. And I've read this story before on like, you know, I follow Mr. Horror on Mm. Instagram or like Mm -hmm. spooky stories. And it's like Uh there was once this camp, these all these people who Evidence was found of them running out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One corpse was found without its tongue. What? I forgot that part. I apologize. I skipped ahead. Yeah. That is fucking strange. Okay, so, so something must have happened for all of them to book it mm-hmm. in obviously separate directions. Mm-hmm. 
And then... So they're thinking maybe an avalanche came or they heard an avalanche coming and maybe mm-hmm. it hit the tent before they can get out. So which reason why they had to rip their way out because the entrance of the tent was like... On the other side. On the other something. side. Right. So they had to run out. Why were they sleeping in their underwear in fucking snow, first of all? I heard that If they helps. were sleeping together, then body in, heat you would, yeah. is better when you're naked. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm that that's that's true in sleeping bags. That is real. Mm-hmm. No, I get it, but, but all of them. Well, maybe. I mean, they're level, like whatever. I don't know. It just doesn't make. But then, then, why would they put more clothes on? Exactly. Where would they get the rest of that clothes from? Mm-hmm. And then I don't like it. And then for the tongue to be missing. So many questions. So there's theories. There's people's theories. A yeti. <clears throat> like literally, this is a theory. That a Yeti came and like tried ripping through, which is why one of their tongues was ripped out. But then like scientists, whatever, say that scavengers, the first thing they go for are the eyes and the tongue. I'm sorry. Did we just solve this case? We perhaps. <laughs> this is a true crime girl's but exclusive. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of like um, um, a lot of like speculation. speculation. Yeah. Onto what? Samesies. I know. Yeah. Um. Onto what might have happened, but literally nobody knows, and nobody will ever know what truly happened. That's that is crazy. strange. And they were all within like twenty-one to thirty-eight range, so they were all oh. fairly young. Well, yeah, wow. older people than that don't fucking do stupid shit True. like that. Really. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Like. <laughs> Oh leveling up and hiking but yeah so many it. questions Eileen. Yeah. you're welcome by that's the way it's gonna fuck me up please tell I me you have show notes this for this of course not okay uh, maybe cool. i'll make them for this i would love them um just in case anybody has already forgotten i am the epitome of procrastination i literally did all my research for episodes two three and four within the last 24 hours just no. going to throw that out there just in case. Two, three, and four. Oh, yeah. I guess you did. <laughs> I did I, I did mine on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, no. Two, three, and four. And this is a Saturday, Sunday, so. And probably the next three I'm, will be done before our next recording. <clears throat> 24 hours before. I'm just really busy, you guys. Okay? <laughs> Listen, I fucking live at work, okay? And it's literally to the point where they're like, the nurses will be like, do you, Are you Do you ever take a day off? And I'm like, no, I fucking live here. I live here. This is my home. I work till 11. <laughs> I come in at 11. This is the shit I have to deal with. I have like one free day during the week, and that has now been reserved. Oh. Indefinitely. Oh. So oh I'm God, like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so now I, like, I, I have to like find time like yeah. not in that day. You know I have one day off every now, Janine. Now, every now, you know, the off. struggle of like having someone and wanting to like <laughs> and not having time. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that fucked me up. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now that concludes episode two. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, You guys, you guys should actually let me go last because you know you always want to end with a bang. That's what she said. You want it? You want it? Oh, okay. (laughs) 
get it. But you're the one that always wants to go first to get it over with. This is true. I will never go last. So. All right. First, you're last. Do you want to go, Kylie? Do you want me to go? I can go. Let me know. I'll go. Yep. Okay. So, my unsolved. So, I have um, Dorothy Jane Scott is my unsolved. So, Dorothy Jane Scott was a 32-year-old mother living in Stanton, California in the 1980s. She was a secretary for a company that owned two retail shops in Anaheim, California. She was a devout Christian, didn't drink or do drugs, and just really stayed at home most of the time. I can relate. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, Kyle? <laughs> Around February 1980, Dorothy received the first of what would be many anonymous phone calls. Oh, no. The voice on the other end... W- yeah. The voice on the other end was male... Who, who was was a male who would profess his love and devotion to her. He then proceeded to explain how he had been stalking her and gave details of her day to prove it. She had told her mom that she knew the voice Ew. but couldn't pinpoint exactly who it was. Ew, that's gross. Yep. That's hot. Yeah. I mean, it's romantic, <laughs> but that's gross. <laughs> hot. Well, let's see if it's hot after this this next part. Okay. Um, some memorable moments of these phone calls included when he told her to go outside because he had a present for her. And when she did, there was a single dead rose on her windshield. Yes, that's me. <laughs> and another when he told her he would get her alone, cut her up into bits and no one would ever find her. I mean, point super romantic and secrecy. <laughs> Super romantic. Um, Dorothy was obviously super freaked out. She considered buying a handgun and even started to take karate lessons to learn how to protect herself. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, I love that. Good job. May 28th, 1980. Dorothy was at a work meeting when her and another coworker noticed a type of mark on a coworker's arm, which looked like it was a spider bite. So the coworkers left together to take him to the UC Irvine Medical Center emergency room. At the ER, the coworker was treated for a black widow bite. The coworker said the entire time he was at the ER, Dorothy was there either by his side or in the waiting room. So always there. The coworker was discharged at 11 p.m. With all that he had been through, Dorothy didn't want him walking far to the car so she offered to go grab the car and pull it up um while he and the other co-worker like filled his prescription and kind of like got the whole checkout thing going Mm -hmm. so they agreed she went out the door towards the parking lot the two co-workers filled the prescription and waited towards the entrance for the car to pull up and they waited and they waited oh dorothy and they waited So after a bit, they started to head out to the parking lot to see like what was going on. And then Dorothy's car started speeding towards them and almost hit them, like just like sped towards them, almost hit them. They waved their arms like as the cars passed, but it just sped right past them and out of the driveway. Was she in it? Are, Are you waving to me? Well, no, you no, said, you said bye. they waved. Oh. They waved at the car. So they were like, bye. <laughs> no, they were like, hey, like, See you later. <laughs> like, hey, stop, stop. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, see you later. Come back now. We'll just Uber. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, in the 1980s, we'll just Uber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
so then it just sped out of the driveway like and it was gone okay they couldn't see inside the car or anything like that um they thought maybe an emergency with her son came up but after not hearing from her for a few hours afterwards because it wasn't like she could like text them and be like hey like this came up so it was like oh she'll handle whatever she has to handle and then call us that never happened so after that they officially reported her missing at 4.30 a.m. on May 29th, Dorothy's Toyota was found burning in an alley about 10 <gasps> miles from the hospital with no sign of Dorothy or her abductor. About a week later, Dorothy's parents began to receive anonymous phone calls. Oh, no. The first Did one was a man. We're not in Kansas anymore? <laughs> no. The first one. <laughs> the first one was a man simply saying, I've got her and then hanging up. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 12th, 1980. Um, uh, hold on. Okay. June 12th, 1980, the OC register had run a story covering the case. And that day, the OC register received a call from an unidentified man who said, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her and then hung up. But she didn't have a boyfriend this whole time. No. Okay. Um, The editor also said that the caller knew Conrad Bostrone. I think that's how you said um, had suffered from a spider bite that night. So that was the, um, the The coworker. coworker. So he knew of the spider bite the night of May 28th. Mm-hmm. So full on stalker. He also knew that um, the other coworker was wearing a red scarf. Oh Ew. no, that, that Dorothy was wearing a red scarf and she had changed into a black scarf after the employee meeting. And none of the detail, none of these like little details were ever published. It was one of those, like we're keeping things to ourselves just in case the actual person for this exact here. fucking reason. Yeah. So then, almost every Wednesday afternoon, Dorothy's family got calls either saying that he had Dorothy or had killed her. The calls were usually answered by her mother as that was the time that she was normally like home alone. Mm-hmm. On April In April 1984, the man called during the evening and Dorothy's father pick up, picked up the phone. After that, the calls completely stopped. Um, okay. Until... Uh, um, August 6, 1984, construction workers discovered remains of a dog and a human side by side. The bones were partly burned, which authorities believed was because of a brush fire that went through the area in 1982. A turquoise ring and a watch were also found. The watch was stopped at 1230 a.m. on May 29th. Oh, God. On August 14th, the remains were identified as Dorothy Jane Scott through dental records. An autopsy could not determine the cause of death. On August 22nd, 1984, Dorothy Jane Scott was officially laid to rest. After the remains were found, the family started to receive receive calls again. And so then the police got involved, installed a voice recorder on their phone, um, but they were unable to trace the calls because all of the calls were so short. Um, well, so yeah, eventually the, the ca- fucking 80s yeah so eventually the calls did stop and no arrests have ever been made what the fuck dude right well at least they found their like her body like at least they have Closure. some yeah 
closure, but not knowing what the fuck happened. Imagine being harassed for years by the killer. Like, 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 I wonder if even if they like recorded, like if they would have played that back to like other coworkers or friends, and maybe like they would have been able to maybe identify the voice. I don't know. That's fucking weird. Yeah. So it was like four years that they were receiving phone calls from this guy. Oh my fucking god. That's some fucking every Wednesday. Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's you know what Wednesday Wasted Wednesday? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh my god. Just gave me the finger. Ha ha ha. So that is Dorothy Jane Scott. Was poor Dorothy. Crazy. I know, poor Dorothy. Whose dog was that? Was that um, they just, Toto? They, I, they're not quite sure. Um, <laughs> Toto? I, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> stop. I don't know. Um, they think that it was just maybe like a stray dog or something like that. That it wasn't. That's fucking. It weird. wasn't related. Oh, the poor poocher too. I know. I read that. I was like, no, not the dog. <laughs> For one of our other episodes, I was looking at a story where um, some kid killed whoever and then but also killed the dog. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do that. No, I've I have. There have been a few stories where like I'm reading. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. And then they kill a dog. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I can't do it. No, we're not letting the good boy go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're good. Um, okay. No pressure. Nope. Mine is okay. All right, we'll see. We'll be the judge of that. It's too fucking late now. Okay. (laughs) Um, Born to oil tycoon George Frederick Bauerdorf in New York City in 1924. That's a name. I'm saying. Georgette Bauerdorf lived a life of hella privilege. Is it weird that I like that name, Georgette? No, because you like Georgina. So it kind of makes sense. I don't like Georgina. Georgina. Georgina the girl in Yeah. I think that's where it's like flagging. Eh, perhaps. Um, uh, yeah. So she and her sister attended a, co- a convent school in Log Island where they were trained in goodness and propriety. So that was copy and pasted because I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, trained they were, in goodness. Wow. Yeah, and propriety. There's that. They were, they were very like Paris and Nikki Hilton. They were kind of like high class, like we go to these super fancy schools, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, when their mother died in 1935, the sisters and their father moved to California and Georgette and her sister were once again enrolled in a fancy schmancy private school. After graduating, Georgette moved to WeHo, West Hollywood, to pursue yeah. acting in 1944. Um, by the age of 20, she found work at the Los Angeles Times in the Women's Service Bureau. <laughs> Georgette also worked at the Hollywood Canteen, which was a dining slash dancing club that a lot of celebrities at the time um, went to. And then also it was kind of this like congregating center for like servicemen when they were coming through LA and stuff which okay makes sense at the time but now it's just like it was just a huge fucking like sausage fest waiting for like <laughs> girls to like dance in front of them so fucking gross 
Oh, yeah. Well. <clears throat> I mean, it was the time. Um, she was young and always out on the town, and homegirl was fucking beautiful. So she naturally had a lot of suitors trying um, trying their hand and, like, get her attention and, like, dance with her and kind of just, like, take her out. Mm-hmm. On October 11th, 1944, the day before her death, Georgette pur- uh, purchased an airline ticket to El Paso, Texas. If any of our family listens, hi, El Paso. <laughs> um, she told friends that she was going there to meet with her soldier boyfriend that she had met while he was visiting Los wait, Angeles. Wait, wait, wait. Her soldier boy? Her soldier. A- soldier boy. <laughs> uh, hold on. Sorry. Can't do. <laughs> hold on, please hold one more. You're like the whitest people saying Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, you <laughs> Superman that uh, oh <laughs> literally the whitest <laughs> fucking people. <laughs> hold on, sorry. Sorry, my dad's texting me. Okay, let's hope that. Okay. Um. Okay, so Private Jerome M. Brown in anti-aircraft artillery trainee if that's not right please don't come for me um (laughs) he was from chicago and was identified by fort bliss authorities as the man georgette was going to visit before she was killed um brown told army officials that he met georgette at the hollywood canteen on the night of june 13th so this was like several months before she was murdered um he left California a, f- a few days after they met and arrived in El Paso and they corresponded um, back and forth. She sent him like several letters. He sent her several letters. Super cute. On the night of October 11th, newspaper reports indicate that Georgette may have gone directly home from the Hollywood canteen. And if she did, it's estimated that she left around 11:15 p.m. So if she went straight home, it wouldn't have been that long from Hollywood to uh, West Hollywood. Maybe mm-hmm. like at that time, I don't know, 10 fucking minutes with no goddamn traffic. <laughs> on October 12th, Georgette was discovered. So this was the next day on the morning of October 12th. Georgette was discovered by a janitor and maid in her West Hollywood home. Georgette was found face down in an overflowing bathtub. So some sites I read that the water was still on. Some didn't mention it at all. It just kind of said, like, she was in an overflowing bathtub. But I think if if she was murdered sometime in the early morning or, like, whatever, like, between midnight and, like, 3 Mm a.m. And the water was running, like, I think she would have been discovered a little before, like, regular morning time. So, Yeah, because it probably, I mean, depends on... Like, I feel like it depends on some stuff. Is one thing, but how much does it have to overflow before it leaks? Right. Yeah. Well, like before it leaks yeah. or something. That's true. What if the water wasn't like on full blast? What if it was just like a little bit? In which case, it could take hours for the floor yeah. to flood. And if the yeah. door's open to the bathroom or 
like there's that line underneath and they can go out to all the other rooms and it wouldn't go out and out it wouldn't go out out true because all right, right. the doors to each one of the rooms there's a gap but to the outside it's it's way See, further, yeah. yeah. Right, right. All right. So you can just keep that in the back of your head. It may have been. It may not have been on. Um, but anyway, she was dead in the fucking bathtub, and there was water in it. <laughs> the point of the story is she's dead in the bathtub. And we don't know what the fuck happened. We're going to figure it out. We are going to solve this. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That's surprise. Please, <laughs> <laughs> Um, an LA County Sheriff's inspector noticed that her automatic nightlight over the outside entrance of the apartment had been unscrewed so it would not go on. Ew. Yeah. So I guess in the 40s they kind of had that um, like motion detecting thing somehow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know when that like came to be but mm. apparently it was unscrewed so that it wouldn't go off. Which to me is fucking weird. Yeah, I don't um, like it. The murderer would have had to stand on a chair to reach the light bulb nearly eight feet off the ground and fingerprints were found on the light, but it's 1944. So who like, what can you really do with that? Yeah. Um, and depending on like what time this happened, the unscrewing of the light bulb, it could have just looked like normal maintenance work. Right. So like maybe they were replacing the light bulb. Right. Like nobody would have thought twice about it. Yeah. When it was happening. Yeah. Um, and if someone did see the murderer doing this, like, could they have identified him? Maybe they just thought it was a janitor and like they weren't really like taking Paying a second guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I don't know. You wouldn't really think somebody unscrewing a light bulb is like a plot for a murder, but no. maybe we would. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'd just be like, do well, you and, live there? And that's true. Like, it depends on what they were wearing. Like, if they had a tool belt on. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I would necessarily like, think twice about it. And it's like 1944. So I don't think they were like as paranoid as we are now. No, probably not. Um, So all we have to go on are theories to mm -hmm. Georgette's murder since it's still unsolved. Investigator thinks that someone in what investigators think that someone was waiting for her. They think that someone was waiting for her inside of the house before she even arrived. Um, Georgette's jewelry and other valuables were not stolen, but they allegedly took about a hundred dollars from her purse. Um, so one video that I saw was like, how could you really know how much money she had? Mm -hmm. Um, which is true, but allegedly they took money from her purse. There was a large roll of $2 bills and thousands of dollars worth of sterling silver lying in an open trunk that wasn't taken. So huh. the theory is, yeah, that it was like strictly murder or maybe they wanted to like come in and assault her or kidnap mm -hmm. her or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, like robbery wasn't the, the cause of this. Right. Um, her car was stolen. It was a 1936 Oldsmobile and it was later found abandoned um, on East 25th Street just off of San Pedro in L.A. where it apparently ran out of gas. Okay. Um, so they may have just like abandoned it. It did. Some reports stated that like it looked like it was maybe in a car accident or something. So that may have been the other reason why it was abandoned, but it didn't okay. have any gas. So it's kind of like huh. one or the okay. other. Um, they also thought that the murderer entered the apartment by passkey and waited downstairs until she got ready for bed. So they thought that maybe they, he, he or she got into the apartment complex and kind of just like waited until 
her all the lights turned out and then like broke in or something. Mm. Um, another possibility is that the murderer rang the doorbell after she was in bed. So it didn't look like there was any um, uh, like struggle in the sense of like they didn't break in. Mm-hmm. Um, so she may have like let them in or again in the middle of the night somebody's ringing your doorbell it's 1944 you don't think somebody's gonna fucking kill you so you just open right. the fucking door um, another theory is that she might have met somebody at the canteen bless you, bless you. can you fucking not <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe she met somebody at the canteen who drove her home and left her at the door like kind of dropped her off and then okay. later came back to kill her like as she was getting ready for bed Ugh. um a neighbor who wished to stay anonymous told authorities that he was awakened by screams around 2 30 in the morning no he first heard a scream which made him sit upright in bed which we've all fucking done like heard something and then been like what the fuck was that yeah because you can't like because as you're waking up you're not really comprehending so yeah you're like yeah. did that did i, I really hear that swear i hear the doorbell ring so often ew eileen that's gross ew david so <laughs> ew eileen what the fuck a doorbell yeah my doorbell that's creepy I wake up constantly thinking that I hear it go off. But then I look at my phone and realize the motion sensor hasn't gone off. So then I'm like, that's not real. It's just in my fucking head. You never like turn around hearing someone say, Jenny. Yes. And it's fucking creepy. It happens all the time at work. But. Ew. Both of you are creepy. You don't ever hear people call your name, Kyle? So the lab at work supposedly used to be. Only the voices, but. So they think that. Um. (laughs) Like, we always feel like a, a presence in the lab. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, in a hospital, it's very yeah. common. But not in your house. fucking house. <laughs> like, I... Well... But your houses were new. Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right. Like, never staying there again. Ground. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> um, so, a neighbor who wished to stay anonymous told authorities that he was awakened by screams at 2.30 a.m. He first heard the scream, which made him sit upright in bed. This was followed by a female voice yelling, stop, stop, you're killing me. Oh. Mm. He said, I hate this person. He said, uh, the screaming soon subsided and thinking that it might be a family argument. He and also being sleepy, he went back to bed. Honestly. Hold on. Eileen, we can hear that. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to fix my thing. Do you want to fix it? Do you want to finish? No, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, like, it's one thing. Maybe it's, like, a random. Okay, have you guys seen that video? The ring? The ring video? No. With the girl screaming as the car goes by? It's fucking no. creepy. Okay. Side Sidebar. So, there's a video that was, like, circulating last week, and it's, um, like, my house. I have a ring doorbell in front of my house. Same. And the house, like, the homeowner, you see them, like, s- like slowly stepping out of the house, like, kind of looking around, like, what the fuck? And you can hear someone, like, screaming bloody fucking murder. And then a car goes by, and you can hear them in the car screaming as it goes by. It's terrifying. It's so disgusting. Um and I found it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck no. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I'm out. <laughs> Can you imagine? Actually, yes, because something similar has happened to me before. Oh, in your alley. Yeah, the alley. I think Ew. I told that what, like season one. Yeah. Yeah. The um. So, first of all, if you if you don't know the story, then you haven't listened to all of our episodes, and you fail at life. Um, Fake ass. But <laughs> um, back when I lived in California in Long Beach, um our apartment was like right next to an alley and we had heard a woman like running down the alley, like screaming for help. And we were two that's women. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah no, you like, and we just called the, the thing, cops. Like you don't know. That's, that's the do. only thing you can do. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I imagine if somebody's being attacked, that's what it sounds like. So regardless yeah. of whether you think it's like a family dispute or you think some random person is killing some other random person, like, Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have to jump out of bed, but maybe call 911 right. and be like, right. something's going on. Um, so, so yeah, homeboy went back to bed. He's like, it's fine. It's stopped. It's subsided. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because she's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like, God. I'm so glad that it stopped. I can go back to sleep now. What an <laughs> asshole. God, I have to work in the morning. Um, so a date book diary was found in the bedroom containing the names of several different servicemen. Again, she worked at this bar thing. Yes, girl. <laughs> she met a bunch of people, whatever. So um, army authorities joined with the sheriff's department trying what they could to maybe like nail down a suspect or suspects or somebody that knew something like just anything. Mm-hmm. Um, one sailor was questioned in Long Beach, California, what up Long Beach, but was determined not to have been her attacker. Authorities hoped that someone who saw the young woman leaving the canteen accompanied by an escort would come forward. Numerous letters received by Georgette were scrutinized by investigators. So a lot of the military people that would go to the club, she obviously had their contact information. So she would write them and they would like become pen pals, whether or not anything like transpired from that who fucking knows but right those were the letters that were um like investigated and just kind of okay. like looked over there was a soldier um that was thought to have been infatuated with georgette the night that she disappeared he had cut in um cut in nearly every dance on that night so like you know Ooh, random people yeah. would try to dance with her and he was cutting in on every dance so he was <sighs> kind of being like a super creep um investigators checked uso centers and other canteens to try to find him and question him the soldier later identified as what's cpl corporal, corporal. cosmo volpe turned himself in several days after the discovery of her body he was questioned by police, but eliminated as a sus- as a suspect after he offered proof that he had checked into his barracks at the Lockheed Air Terminal at 11 p.m. So that would have been before she would have left work yeah. anyway. Um, there were a lot of these military guys that were questioned or looked into, um, but then let go because there was like literally nothing directly linking them linking them to the time and place of the murder or even uh-huh. like being really in the area at that time. Right. Um, 
Ugh, I always hate reading this, but it said that Georgette put up a fight. So essentially, they um, the officers testified that the apartment showed no indication of a struggle. I think that meant like, again, that nobody tried breaking in. Right. Um, but the autopsy proved that Georgette had fought hard to live. Okay. The autopsy showed bruises and scrapes that revealed um, and also revealed that she had been raped. The knuckles on Georgette's right hand were smashed and bruised. There was a huge... Uh, there was a large bruise on the right side of her head and another on her abdomen, perhaps the result of, like, blows from fists. Maybe they're just trying to, like, punch her. Right. She had also been strangled with a piece of bandage material stuffed down her throat. Ugh. And the doctor who performed the autopsy said that her right thigh showed the bruised imprint of a hand <gasps> down to the fingernail markings pre piercing the skin. So either wow. they grabbed her hard enough like with enough force to like leave that imprint and then also like dug into her so deeply that like the fingerprints fucking That's I know Ugh. I just hate hearing that like they put up a fight because it's like you fucking tried you know what I'm saying yeah. and it just you can imagine that struggle it's gonna be terrifying yep. just like that feeling of I there's nothing I can fucking do right um, Georgette's body was shipped to New York via train after it was released from the coroner's office on October 15th. Her funeral was held in New York City and she was buried in a, in a Long Island cemetery plot um, the, the Bowerdorf family had maintained for generations. Some associate Georgette's death with that of Elizabeth Short, which we all know as the Black Dahlia, claiming that the same man murdered the two Hollywood hopefuls. Wow. Um, Yes, but also I feel like that's kind of like where the similarity ends unless like he just kind of lost his shit because the, the murders are so different. So different, yeah. There's you know no, what I mean? Like yeah. like completely different motives or like just the manner in which everything was carried out. Right. Um, implicated in this theory is a tall individual with a limp named Jack Anderson Wilson who plays a part. Um, peripherally in both stories. So there's this guy, Jack Anderson Wilson, that's kind of like associated with both Georgette's stories and the Black Dahlia stories loosely, but he's there. Yeah. And like, I mean, they were all around, they were all in the same like circles basically. So yeah. like, yeah, it's hard to necessarily pinpoint that. But. Yeah. And they're both beautiful women in Hollywood kind of trying to do the same thing. So I like, mm. I get the similarities. Um, Georgette was 20 years old at the time of her murder and her case mm. remains unsolved. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Poor little sweet baby. Um, she's fucking beautiful. You guys will see it in the show notes and I'll be posting it like for the post for this story, for this mm -hmm. episode. But yeah, mm. it's super fucking sad, especially something like that. Um, I mean, that's the thing. There's so many fucking like. I think there's more unsolved than there are like yes convicted yes. stories that we can cover. But I kind of like that one and had like a little Black Dahlia twist to it. Yes, that and it was and an both LA. of them kind of mentioned Black Dahlia. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I remember reading that one and I was like, oh my god! Like, and she was living on her own. You know, mm -hmm. the poor little janitor and the maid found her i don't know i just think it's so sad it is very sad 
So that's my unsolved. All right. Well, I'm not a huge fan of unsolved cases because of this, this lack of closure that we're all feeling right now. Like, I'm just like, here we are. Yes. But also like, like, it's interesting, like, and like listening to them and stuff. But like, like, how do you feel right now? Feel like shit. Oh, don't I you? feel. So <laughs> I mean, it's always hungry. same. But um, I don't know. I think there's like also this like opportunity to like theorize. Obviously, we're not fucking investigators with any of the resources. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Investigators Speak don't even for have. yourself. Okay. I mean, armchair investigators. But like, you know, you can kind of like theorize until the day you die, and it's just yeah. you can fall so short. You know. Yeah. Hmm. Well. I hope that every one of you listening feels as shitty as I do right now. Um, and, and I truly wish that for you. Like, I <laughs> truly wish that for you. <laughs> we hope you all feel like shit. This is what you make us do for you, okay? Yes, you're we welcome. We only do it for you. If we feel like shit, you have to feel like shit, too. That's how it works. So there. If she's um, going to cry, then I'm going to I'm going to cry, and then we're, we're all going to cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know where that's from i hate you un- unsubscribe don't just just kidding just unfriend us just but but let us know just like kidding. actually i'm curious all right that's gonna be a story if we remember it'll be a story like you have to well, remind us since you edit we have to yeah. ask if you know where that's from yes with like the little fill in the blank in the story and then people yeah. can submit it and then we'll know who we can really be friends with yes Actually, we'll do the poll. Like, do you know where this is but from? Yes or no? Make sure that it doesn't come up when somebody Googles it. No, no. Okay, but if you Google it, you fail. Like, no. Play. But you know someone's going to Google and be like, oh, that's... Well, I know, but from. but if you Google it, you're a horrible person. We'll know you're lying. Yeah. You know everything. Don't lie. Friends don't Friends lie. Don't What's <laughs> that one from? Just Let's just keep going. <laughs> no, everyone knows where that one's from. <laughs> if you don't, truly, we cannot be Damn friends. Damn it, come up. Mother fuck. Okay, it. edit that out so nobody Googles it. Oh, I'm not editing it out. Don't Google it. Don't, don't be that person. Don't Google it. Come on now. <laughs> All right. So yay well, on our first real episode. Yes, first real episode is done. Thank we you. We did it. We did it. Uh, every every episode we're like we freaking did it oh my god we did it it's so good love us <laughs> praise us leave us great reviews yes all right well like janine said um go to our show notes we'll have like photos and mostly photos sometimes videos um sometimes sources mm-hmm. yeah yeah so go ahead and go there for all of that fun stuff um follow us um contact us like on uh our website there's a contact form you can email us truecrimegirls at gmail.com we have our merch on our website um we have a ton of rad fucking shit up there you guys like depending uh well it might be too late but we can have you can get ornaments for next year yeah backpacks sweaters water bottles makeup cases mirrors stickers Mm -hmm. um pet bandanas literally anything the thing that I like about this batch that we put out, which was kind of like one of my goals is um, like the first batch was obviously all t-shirts. And so it was, you know, mm-hmm. a little pricey because shirts are yeah. not cheap to make. But with this batch, we were able to like include some like lesser costly items. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something for every budget. So go take a 100%. look. 100%. So buy our shit, 
rep it everywhere yes. send us photos because we fucking love it mm-hmm. and then we'll repost you or we'll yep. set you as like the background on our phones who knows yeah and like make sure that you're following us on instagram and facebook i'm like i think we should just delete twitter because what, what is that we just for? repost on there Sometimes yeah we repost. mention us so and so you, so you can see yourself if you buy stuff and then you're not following us mm-hmm. that's not mm-mm. And then tell your friends to follow so they can then see Please you reposted. Like, yeah. So just follow us everywhere. But just don't fucking follow us home, please. Yeah. And don't unscrew our light bulbs. That's really fucking weird. Yeah. Imagine Ew. I'm going to like freak out. I will. I will. I will move so many times. Like, I have a feeling one person will do this after listening to this episode. Of course. To you. To me. It's gonna be Ailey. <laughs> no, it's not you. No, it's gonna be the kid. It's not gonna be the yeah. kid. I know. Yeah, I know. Francesco. Yeah. <laughs> He's French. We gotta go. We gotta. We go. gotta. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> All right. We love well, you guys so much. Yes, thank you. Thank She's you. Thank lying. you. I do. Eileen does. I, I do. I, I do. I, it's just Kyle Eileen and, who doesn't. Kyle and I, I love do. you I both. Do care. <laughs> For all three of us. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye.